Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by the Alliance Safety Council, delivering instructor-led on-site computer lab and online training through more than 100 authorized training providers in 31 states and two countries. Headquartered in Baton Rouge, Alliance is focused on the future of learning technology and training process innovation for business and industry, for safety, and other corporate training needs. More information is at AllianceSafetyCouncil.org and by... Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. From Mansers on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. 30 years ago, a young, high-energy entrepreneur left his private sector job to create the Louisiana Business and Technology Center on the LSU campus, a business incubator for small startups. In the three decades since, the LBTC has helped launch hundreds of businesses and has spawned the creation of the much larger LSU Innovation Park, a 13-year-old facility on its own south campus dedicated to research commercialization. Today's show is a special tribute to that man, Charlie D'Agostino, who was retiring at the end of 2018. Few people in Louisiana know more about business incubation and economic development than Charlie, who himself is a 1972 graduate of LSU with a degree in chemistry and business. He started his career with NASA and from there went into the construction industry. Then in 1988, LSU recruited him to develop the LBTC, which today is the flagship entity on the 200-acre Innovation Park, which is about five miles downriver from the main LSU campus. And it includes not only the LBTC, but also the LSU Student Incubator, the LSU Ag Center Food Incubator, the Pennington Biotech Initiative, Protostripe Center, and the Louisiana Emerging Technology Center. It's an incredible ecosystem that really seeks to connect the dots in a market that typically hasn't been an easy place for entrepreneurs and small businesses to get a start. Charlie, thanks for being here today on Out to Lunch. It's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. And joining me and Charlie is the man who will succeed him, Dave Winwood, who currently divides his time between LSU's Innovation Park, where he is the Assistant Executive Director, and the Pennington Biomedical Research Center, where he serves as Associate Executive Director. Dave has an extensive and varied career, and for the last two decades, he's been working with university research parks in tech transfer. In that time, he's participated in the creation and licensing of more than 70 startup companies and has worked in tech transfer at five universities in his native England and the U.S. Dave realized fairly early on he was never going to win a Nobel Prize, but that he could collect information from other scientists and aggregate it into a format potential investors could understand and appreciate. Thus, his move into the tech transfer side of academia and something so needed at LSU. So, Dave, thanks for joining us today on Out to Lunch. Thank you, Stephanie. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Charlie, the story of Innovation Park is great, but it, it really all starts with the LBTC, the Louisiana Business and Technology Center, which has provided technical and management assistance to more than 7,200 businesses and graduated 174 incubator tenants over the years, and more than 80% of them are still in business today. How did the incubator and the LBTC get to be? Well, it, we did a lot of, um, I guess, soul searching in Baton Rouge with the Chamber and the Louisiana Department of Economic Development back in the 80s to see what we could do to assist small businesses. 
we were outstanding in uh, recruiting companies along the Mississippi River. Obviously, with the river, uh, we can bring big industry in. We have a lot of manufacturing jobs, and that's fantastic. But we were not doing anything for our small business people. And so the chamber at that point, and I was on the board representing the Small Business Council uh, because I had, uh, I was an entrepreneur. I had a construction company or a development company. Um, uh, Skip Bertman and I owned an indoor batting range and training facility for baseball. And my wife and I owned a ladies' clothing store. So being in that small business arena uh, and being on the chamber board, we did a lot of research and we found out about a concept that Control Data Corporation in Minneapolis, Minnesota was developing around the country called Business Incubators. And so the chamber put a team together and we visited one in Minneapolis, one in St. Paul, uh, one in Charleston, South Carolina, and decided in Baton Rouge we wanted to do this. Uh, This is something that we can do for our friends, our neighbors, the small business people, the entrepreneurs that this country is built upon. And so that's how um, we decided to move forward with it uh, as a chamber uh, committee, and we brought in the Louisiana Public Facilities Authority for funding and LSU for a place to locate. And and so 30 years later, the LBTC is sort of the, the flagship tenant or entity at Innovation Park, which is this whole research park devoted to the commercialization of, of research and technology that comes out of LSU and out right. of this market. Correct. So, obviously, the Ag Center Food Incubator speaks for itself. We know what that does. What are some of the other pieces? Okay. Well, you know, the, uh, the incubator concept, and it's really uh, now has, has become, you know, worldwide, and universities all over are now finding its value to the university because they have an economic development mission. So the incubator is really uh, helping uh, entrepreneurs, innovators, inventors, and actually LSU faculty commercialize technology. And then it's a, once they're in business, we help them find capital. Um, we help them find employees, and hopefully they're LSU students who are either graduates or interns that can work in these companies. And so that is kind of the basis. And uh, what we've done at the Innovation Park with this umbrella of all these incubators, uh, it's very difficult to specialize in one area in one incubator. And so basically what we did, the LBTC was the flagship. Uh, It was the original. It was the larger one. And it was very uh, multidisciplinary. We had companies in all types of businesses. But then we found out we were getting a lot of customers that wanted to do a food product. Uh, We had the business expertise, but we didn't have the food science background, but LSU did. So we convinced the LSU Ag Center and the LSU uh, College of Agriculture to create this food incubator, which we wrote the business plan for. And uh, now we have food scientists and all sorts of experts that work with the the small businesses, these mom and pops that want to sell at the farmer's markets right. and want to develop their products. Same thing with the Pennington Biotech Initiative. Uh, we have biotech. Um, Pennington is just really doing unbelievable clinical trials and research. And so we had companies that were coming to us. Well, we, we had the business expertise again, but not the biotech. So we go to Pennington and, um, and you know show them what the potential is. And then they had some vacant space in their imaging bu- uh, building. So that became the, the biotech initiative. And then the, another one, we'll, let Dave, the we'll student, let Dave talk yeah, about. And then you have the, the student, student incubator is one right? I'm, I'm most proud of because in 2010, we had 
uh, six students came to us a week before graduation and they said, hey, look, we got a business idea. We, we started this thing as a classroom project and two of the people had jobs, but they were out of state. Two people had jobs, but they weren't excited about, and two people didn't have jobs. And they said, if we got our six people together and, and created a business out of this classroom project, we think we could be successful. And you know, so we said, yeah, this is a good idea. I mean, it sounds great, and they explained the business to us. And so we had some, uh, a graduate company had just left a small space. So we said, okay, we'll let you have this for a nominal amount, and we'll give you all the business planning and resources we have that we do normal businesses. And uh, these kids just hit it out of the park and really had some funny stories with them. Uh, the company is Red Six Media, which is now downtown Baton Rouge, uh, 20 employees and doing seven uh, figures of revenue. But um, what um, the, the, the staff that were working with these kids said is that we um, – you know, if these one, these six students came to us, there's got to be a thousand more on the LSU campus that are doing the same thing, that have businesses, that right. they really uh, need help in developing. They may be doing it at Starbucks. They may be doing it out of the dorm room. They may be doing it, you know, just uh, random places. So that has been something that was kind of thrown in our face, and we've, we ran with it. And today uh, we have now... Uh, had some impact on the brain drain. Uh, these students that uh, come through our program and start a business while they're and in. And they're staying. They're staying in Baton That's Rouge. Fantastic. They don't even interview for a job. Well, uh, okay, so I'm going to ask you what you think some of your biggest success story companies are. And while you're thinking about that list, I want to bring Dave here into the conversation because he was kind enough to join us today. <laughs> so, Dave, you came from the outside, and, and I know Charlie mentioned the biotech initiative or anything, but how are we stacking up? in this area because over at the business report we always write about how poorly we do in tech transfer i mean and what are some of the shortcomings that you've seen not you know in spite of all of the good things that the innovation park has done well thanks for the invitation i really appreciate being here i came from the outside but i have to uh in full disclosure i've known charlie for about 15 16 years from our uh mutual engagement in our professional association so he, he wasn't a stranger to me when i came here so uh, in terms of tech transfer, I think it's a very challenging and barely understood aspect of the university community. I've been involved in that uh, part of the university space for 20 plus years, and um, it's very difficult to figure out when you're doing a great job. It's easy if you have some monster hit that's bringing in a lot of dollars. Well, that's terrific. That's, but it's just one aspect of doing a good job at tech transfer because particularly as a public university, as Charlie alluded to, you have an economic development mission as a, a really core principle of what you're supposed to be doing. And you can measure that easily if it's just revenue dollars coming from a license. But the other things that we do, such as building a company uh, like from scratch, yeah. building around something, but actually uh, encouraging students to stay. That's all part of tech transfer, I would argue. So it's not just the things that are easy to measure, which are you know dollars generated from revenue. It's more about, can you make this a cluster now for a particular technology space? So companies are encouraged to come here and sponsor research with faculty. So I think, to get to your actual question, I think in the last five years, uh, there was a, quite a transformation in tech transfer at LSU. The uh, supervisors and the president's office put together a commission to study and recommend. And so a lot of the metrics that you would point to if, if, if you were sitting where I am in terms of we're going in the right direction. And I think you see that uh, 
Brack a couple of weeks ago published a little survey, I think you guys carried it, on metrics that matter and sort of comparing us to our peer groups, and they're going in the right direction. And so this is a long-term investment. It takes a while for these things to stick and to have faculty who understand that this is actually a good thing to do because it, it's opening up other avenues for, for support, for student support, and then, as Charlie said, growing jobs, keeping students here. And tech and transfer is just one piece of this yep. whole entrepreneurial right, ecosystem. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and what, what he alluded to in that last statement about it, the administration that brings in these rock star researchers and faculty, uh, back when I started in, in, uh, in 30 years ago, uh, it was actually heresy to tell a faculty member, a researcher, you need to commercialize your technology and make money on it. They, they threw rocks at me. And so, but, you know, we have to publish. We put it in the public domain. It is just, you know, it's, 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 you just don't do that. You don't yeah. make money. And then, but now what's happened over the last, you know, 20 years, the faculty culture has changed. And so these young faculty members that come in and we interview, um, you know, and I've been on a number of search committees, their questions are, do you have an incubator? Do you have a research park? How so friendly is your IP this, policy? Right. Will you let me start a company? Do you have seed funding here? And so it's a whole cultural change from 1988 to today. Yeah, yeah I've experienced exactly that same thing. Faculty really want to know, how are you going to help me move this idea, this project that I'm working on in my lab to be something that's useful and usable by the public via you know, a, a partnership with a, co a commercial um, entity. So yeah. they want to know because yeah. they can't do it on their own. So this is part of the, the team that has to be in place uh -huh. for a faculty member to do that. Yeah. And LSU put together a really interesting program yeah. a few years ago called the LIFT Grants. And basically it's for these just, you know, rocket scientists, you know, gee whiz, rock star scientists. But the rule is for you to get this $50,000 LIFT Grant, you've got to bring in your proposal to this committee you got to bring customers, and you got to bring in potential people who will buy your product that have actually seen your technology or product and said, "Yeah, I'm interested." And okay. so that is huge. Yes. And so it's there. So they do not fund these guys just research to do research. It has to have a commercial component, and that has been working very, very well. And our counselors out of the Business and Technology Center and Innovation Park work hand-in-hand -hand with these faculty members on helping them develop these business plans yeah. and marketing plans. I, I couldn't agree more. That program has possibly done more than any other that the LSU system has put in place over the last several Are years. Are they still awarding the Lyft oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. every year? And, and, it, and it's open okay. to the entire system, so we get people from med school, Pennington, nice. you know, all over, yeah. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Charlie D'Agostino and Dave Winwood of LSU's Innovation Park. In the early years of the LBTC, was it only LSU researchers, or was oh, any no, 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 was no, any no. business no, in Baton Rouge? No, in, in I mean, fact, open, actually, right? I, I tell people all the time. I said, "Man, when I took that job in '88, I said this is going to be the easiest thing in the world. I got all these brilliant people doing all this, you know, world class research, and so I had 12,000 square feet. I could accommodate 10 companies. I'll have it filled in a week. I'll be playing golf every day." <laughs> well, guess what? The, as I mentioned, the faculty back then had no interest in it whatsoever. And our IP people at that time, which has totally changed, were so hard to work with that 
nobody even wanted to go through there to license something. And so my clients in the first probably five years were all outside of LSU. I mean, we had people from ExxonMobil who created an idea while they were working there. I had a plumber who was called out to prisons to do some interesting type uh, uh, drain cleanouts that uh, uh, and and he invented a, a couple of plumbing devices. Wow. And so so it was all outside of the, um, the Who university. Who would be the most successful handful of companies to emerge uh, from the incubator? Yeah. There's a bunch. Um, most recently, uh, that big building on uh, Blue Bonnet and, uh, and Highland Road, inf- uh, General Informatics, right there by, yes. you know, that, that is, uh, they started with two people when we were on campus. And they grew into this, you know, huge company that's doing all kinds of hardware and software. Really, um, you know, so they certainly are one that comes to mind because they graduated out a year ago. Um, the, um, you know, we've got um, a company doing microheat exchanges that was actually started with a LSU faculty member um, that is uh, working for NASA and the Department of Defense. Uh, currently at the park, uh, Carver Scientific has just developed a technology for the Department of Defense and the Air Force, which is going, in my opinion, is going to have gigantic um, success. And, uh, and we've had a whole array of companies uh, that have come through. Um, you know, Tin Roof Brewing was one of them. Okay. They, never, they never brewed beer there, but we got them started. So there's a whole... And outside of companies like Tin Roof Brewery, the general public is probably unaware that there are companies here selling technology to the Department of Defense. Exactly. Well, yeah, like on on, that's so cool. Yeah, like the micro heat exchangers. You know, just not a lot of people in Baton Rouge need one. No. Yeah. (laughs) So, what has Innovation Park and this whole initiative done to help bring? You mentioned, you know, access to capital and seed funding. How are we in that area, and and what have y'all done to? Uh, We're getting we're getting better. Uh, we struggled, and actually, back to in the '88, in 1988, on the control data deal, the, the the model was a three-legged stool. You had to have these, this, the, just have the stool where you could sit on it. You had to have these three legs. One was the incubator. One was the management assistance office, which we set up, and the other was Louisiana Seed Capital that Kevin Coig set up. And so we have, um, you know, we have a seed capital group. Um, we have the Louisiana Fund One, which is a venture group that you know started up here in Baton Rouge. And but but actually, our success has, we don't have a lot of venture capital. It's very difficult. The the angel investors is what's been important to us. That, that's what I was just going to say. You know, usually uh, places I've lived previously, so Research Triangle, Birmingham, Alabama, had very high level functioning angel investor groups. They were organized. They had an executive director. So they actually really went through a process. It was rigorous. And that really doesn't exist here. And it's not because those level of deals don't get and done. And why not? We talk it's about a, it's a, this all It's a cultural, time. a community it's culture. Cultural, but, yeah. You know? and, so, and, I mean, I'm just about five years here now, and I'm sort of getting used to yeah. this. And, and Charlie is... And we've it, tried. You know, I mean, know, you know we, we look, but let, oh, I'll tell you, the, the answer is they're there, yeah. and they invest in our companies, yeah. but they don't want to go to meetings. They don't want to know their name. They, try to, they don't want to know their yeah. name because they'll get all these proposals and all these people call them. And so the way it works, and I'll use an example, Cap Technologies, which is in Denham Springs, yep. and they have a process for taking mill scale off of steel and applying coatings. And they um, were in our incubator. This is actually in two 2005, before we moved to the Innovation Park, uh, they, we were on campus, and one of my golfing buddies called me up, and he owned a restaurant. 
And he said, hey, look, what's the deal on this CAP Technologies? And I said, well, you know, I think they really got some stuff. The military wants it. They won one of these small business innovation research grants from the Navy. They're real, and the owner of the company is dynamite, good guy. And so he says, well, you know, my dentist told me about it. He's going to invest in it. <laughs> and so it ended up, it was like someone that had a John Deere dealership. It was, uh, it was an orthodontist. It was, uh, you know, two people that owned restaurants. These were just random friends. Right. And they went by right. word of mouth that, you know, if, if I'm going to invest in it, then I'll look at it. You know, somebody else will look at it because it's based on people. It's a contact sport. So that has been happening. But when we tried to get those guys in a room to look at other deals, I don't I know. I don't want to do that. I don't want anybody to know me. You know? And I can vouch for that, as I said. Other, <laughs> other places I've been where there's a high concentration of university technologies, they have those organized groups. So, again, it's just a, it's a different mindset. Uh, but it's not the deals don't get done, as, as Charlie indicated. Well, as, as uh, you've... Um, come to learn about the mindset here which is, is a very important part of your job is understanding the culture yeah. I mean Charlie what what other advice would you would you have for Dave uh, well he takes know, over uh, yeah well I know, you know Dave and I have like we said uh, we knew each other when he was at RTP and NC State and uh, and so we've had you know a good uh, working relationship and when he came here uh, you know we immediately reconnected and my advice and what's been going on with since he's been associated with the innovation park and incubator is you know, just get out there and get people to know you. You know, if people ask me why we've been successful and what my strength is. I'm not real smart, but I know a lot of people. And I, I know people who can answer the questions. I don't try to get in there and be the guy that knows everything. And so Dave has been coming with me everywhere. He's getting, he's going on the canvas trip with the cham, uh, chamber. He, you know, he's going to Panama with another group. And so you can tell. From the- yeah, I mean, that's, it's a big ask to walk in this guy's shoes. So there's no way that I can just say, oh, I'm going to replicate that. First, I'd have to wind back the clock 70 years and live here my entire life and do that. That's not going to happen. But, yeah, Charlie has been really terrific at introducing me and, as you know, been on the the trips with the uh, chamber and so on. And so I think I've done reasonably well in getting uh, immersed in the the technology groups and the people who are interested in what we do. Because it is a tight-knit group, and they've been very open and welcoming to me, I have to say that. So that's been a good experience. Speaking of of connecting, and I want to get to this real quick, um, before we run out of time, the Research Park Corporation, which owns the Louisiana Technology Park, which is totally different than y'all, um, has started to reach out, and there's yeah. more collab- collaboration, talks of collaboration yeah. and cooperation. Yeah. What's going on with well, with those talks yeah. and a study underway? Right, correct. Just, well, you know, and something that's been a misconception is that we were these parallel entities that didn't talk. <clears throat> what's what's happened over the last 15 years is that we handled the Small Business Innovative Research Program, which is this uh, federal grant program that uh, for doing research, and we have done uh, that with tenants out there. Um, Andy McCandles with uh, Bascom Hunter has won a number of them through our office. Uh, cell control. Actually, cell control is actually using our 3D printer and our prototyping center to make the prototypes. And so we've had this relationship, but it's not been public because it's been, you know, uh, they'll call us, those tenants, and we'll work with them. Um, you know, we've got re- uh, resources and tools that the tech park doesn't have. At times, we call the tech park when it may be an IT related or something we don't do. And so we've had this relationship, but this now with the emergency method study is now formalizing that which is fabulous because it needs to be and of course with the press 
that the study is getting where we're working together is good because it just is highlighting what we've already been doing. But I think there'll be more of that. And then something we want to, you know, we're really pleased with is that uh, we, we received $1.8 million to put our boulevard in from Nicholson into the research park. Uh, we got federal money of $1.1 million. We got a half million out of Louisiana Economic Development. And we went to the RPC, the tech park, and asked them to be a partner, and they put in $200,000. So that gave us $1.8 million to do the road, and so that, that's really solid that they've I mean, And money. that's completely consistent with, with what they're established to do. RPC is right. meant to help LSU as well, and, and Southern, and, and so they're doing exactly what's to be. To I mean, do it, you see a merger down the road, Dave? That's, that's beyond my pay grade. <laughs> and, and I'm going to be retired when that happens, and so I don't care. No, I think there are, there are clear places where, I mean, what I would say, my observations from this, I know the folks out there, we, Charlie and we, we, we get along, we socialize, well, we're, we're great. I, I think there's a lot more in the area of complementarity than there is in the area of competitiveness between us. I mean, there are areas where, there are very few areas where we would compete for the same resources, funds, or people. But, you know, for example, if, if their tenants need to build a manufacturing space, well, they're not going to do that at, at that there's location. No room over that. Right. We yeah. have... We have more than enough space to, yeah. you know, open a manufacturing facility. So there's complementarity between us. Yeah. As Charlie said, we provide it's services yeah. for their, for their tenants anyway. So it's, uh, it's just how do we leverage what resources are available and make the best out of it for the community? I think that's what the study is looking mm -hmm. to to that's find great. out. Just have a really deep dive into what goes into each each site. That makes good yeah. sense. Yeah. Charlie, what are you going to do in retirement? <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone's a Facebook friend of mine, they know I have a dog named Wrigley. <laughs> and uh, Wrigley, my big 80, 90 pound golden doodle, uh, he and I will spend more time together. Uh, okay. You know, uh, I'm in, uh, I used to be a decent golfer. Uh, in the last five years, I've only played, you know, 20 times. And so I'm going to get my game back in shape. Um, I have seven grandchildren. Wonderful. And so six of them live in California, one in Houston. And so my wife Susan and I will be uh, traveling a bunch. And uh, I'll do a little uh, consulting here and there uh, with research parks and incubators around the country. Uh, as time and opportunities arise. And he has promised he's not going to disappear completely from the scene. That's very I important. he's going to do more consulting yeah. than he's thinking. That's my yeah. prediction yeah. for 2019. Mm -hmm. Well, Charlie D'Agostino, thank you so much for everything you've done for the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Baton Rouge and South Louisiana. So many businesses today owe so much to you and to the center you built and advocated for. And good luck with your retirement. And Dave, good luck to you as you take over the reins and continue to grow Thanks the Louisiana Business and Technology Center and Innovation Park. Thank you all both for being here today on Out to Lunch. Thank you for having us. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Charlie D'Agostino and Dave Winwood of the Louisiana Business and Technology Center. You can find out more about the LBTC by going to our website, itsbatonrouge.la. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsbatonrouge.la, and on our It's Baton Rouge Facebook page. You can hear this show and past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsbatonrouge.la. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch.
Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by the Alliance Safety Council, delivering instructor-led on-site computer lab and online training through more than 100 authorized training providers in 31 states and two countries. Headquartered in Baton Rouge, Alliance is focused on the future of learning technology and training process innovation for business and industry, for safety, and other corporate training needs. More information is at alliancesafetycouncil.org and by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world.